Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that brings you the most interesting content in information security, technology, and humans. The idea is content curation as a service. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts. I then take what I learned from that content and turn it into a concise 30-minute summary. So I'm going the no ad and no sponsor route with this. So if you're someone who enjoys the show and can afford fancy coffee whenever you want, please consider heading over to danielmeisler.com support to become a member for just 10 bucks a month. Becoming a member helps the show continue and gets you access to special content created just for members, as well as supplemental content from every episode. A number of people have complained that there are too many stories in the newsletter. So in 2018, I've decided to keep the newsletter and podcast its regular curated size, and then make the extra story and leak content available to members on the blog as an additional perk of membership. It's basically an unabridged version just for members. And finally, thanks to everyone who's already become a member in 2018. It's really appreciated. All right, welcome to 2018 and to episode 106. I'm going to start off with security news. Two Call of Duty teammate gamers got in a fight over a dollar and 50 cents. One of them called in a fake domestic shooting threat to the other guy's house in Kansas. So when his teammate in Kansas opens the door to see why the SWAT team is there, the police shoot him in the head, killing him instantly. It's an attack that's called swatting. And what gets me about this story is the police shot him with a rifle and they were all the way across the street. So I'm not sure why they thought this justified using deadly force, but the guy was basically just standing there in the doorway and they, they shot him and killed him. But, uh, very strange to me. Basically we have a prankster just committed murder using the police as the weapon. Another story here, a man kidnapped his friend at gunpoint and stole $1.8 million of Ethereum from his digital wallet. If cryptocurrency continues to skyrocket in value like this, I, I think we should expect more attacks to move into meat space. In addition, seeing more cryptocurrency focused groups who hack people just to steal their wallets. This is why it's so important, I think, to have OPSEC around cryptocurrency. You know, if you have some, um, you know, don't talk about it. Even telling friends, again, if the price goes up to such a degree that your friends who are down on their luck or friends of friends or whatever who are down on their luck think they could make, you know, a few tens of thousands of dollars uh, by stealing your crypto wallet, then you're going to have break-ins, you're going to have physical attacks. China is about to launch its full social credit system in 2020. They're already testing it now, actually. It's basically like that one Black Mirror episode, except more extensive and actually real. I'm actually all for having some of this infrastructure in place, like I talked about in uh, my book, The Real Internet of Things. And I think it's inevitable anyway, right? That's that's the whole point of writing that book. I think it's inevitable and it's coming and it's going to help us eventually. But it could not be clear that this entire Chinese system is being set up with incentives that are not aligned with Western values, you know, like freedom of speech, openness to new ideas. 
It's basically a scoring system designed to keep its citizens in line with its political ideology, which is not a good one in my opinion. A Starbucks in Buenos Aires used CoinHive browser code to delay 10 seconds before allowing Wi-Fi access. So basically use that 10 seconds to mine Monero cryptocurrency using people's computers without their knowledge. So basically you would go to log into the Starbucks Wi-Fi at the Starbucks in Buenos Aires and you would have this 10 second delay. And that would be the time that the <clears throat> CoinHive browser code would execute in your browser it would, it would use your computer to mine Monero <clears throat> and it would use that money to presumably pay for this wireless access. Uh, unfortunately, they did it to someone with some security training. Then they looked at the traffic and called them out on Twitter. A number of Android smartphone apps have been using people's device microphones and then targeting them with ads based on what they pick up. I think we could expect this to become a lot more common as we move to technology that anticipates our desires rather than responding to them. I don't think this is uh, going to be all bad. It's similar to the Chinese thing, right? I, I think having ambient sensors and ambient microphones, you know, what, which is another type of sensor that sort of listen and anticipate things. This, this is coming, right? There's no way of stopping this. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's going to end up being a good thing. But in the meantime, it is a sharp edge. Sharp edges are weapons and they are tools. And uh, right now, especially when this is rolling out, it's going to be used as a weapon. And you, you really have to look at the incentives for any company who's putting this kind of stuff out. I think Amazon is trying to do the right thing. They're trying to enable, you know, a, a digital IoT you know, blended human and technological reality. And I, I think that's positive. Chinese government, maybe not so much, right? So I, I think you have to look closely at the, the goals and aspirations of who is ever putting this stuff out. Former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, just said publicly that president of the United States is basically a KGB asset belonging to Putin. I think we're in absolutely unmapped territory. This is unbelievable that basically our best spy in the US has publicly stated that our president is an active account, an active asset under essentially the KGB, managed by none other than the head of the, K the KGB, the modern KGB, you know, Vladimir Putin. It's uh Truly remarkable. It's possible to fingerprint text using invisible zero-width characters so that two pieces of text look identical but actually are not. And I've got some recommendations here for avoiding this if you're like a journalist attempting to conceal sources. Uh, so you don't want to just copy and paste because you might actually copy something that will identify a source. And there's some uh, ways to get around that. Technology news. Google's voice mimicking algorithm called Tacotron 2 is utterly unbelievable. Uh, in the examples that I've got a link here for, um, 
it, it shows two samples, right? One is a human reading text. The other is the algorithm reading the exact same text in that person's voice. And you actually can't tell the difference. I think this technology is about to make voice recording basically worthless as evidence of wrongdoing, <clears throat> right? And, and so, so if you can't use it as evidence of wrongdoing, what, what's really cool about that and really scary about that is what it's also going to do is it gonna, it's going to give people freedom to say horrible things, even when they know they're being recorded audio wise, because they could always just claim it was faked. So I, I wonder if 2018 is going to be the year, and I don't know this, it might be 2019, but it could be with this Google research that just came out. Um, maybe this is the year that it goes mainstream and you could basically type any text. Once you have a training sample from someone, right? You, you need an accurate sample to train from them, but then you could simply type text and it will speak it in their voice and nobody will be able to tell the difference, including them. That will be a strange world. And I think it's coming either this year or next. Companies are starting to develop their own courses because colleges are not adequately preparing people to do the work they need them to do. I thought this was what trade schools did, but, uh, and, and I know actually a lot of very large um, enterprises and they go to colleges and they sort of push their, what they want people to be learning to help them um, into the curriculum. I think that's probably a slow process though. And this is uh, obviously much faster. Cities with Uber have lower rates of ambulance usage. People are basically taking Ubers to the hospital instead of paying thousands of dollars for a ride on a sick wagon. This makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, why pay $3,000 when you could pay $15? I do wonder about the implications to the drivers though. Like what if someone dies in your backseat or they bleed out in your backseat or whatever. They have some communicable disease and they're coughing all over the place. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to uh, be a strange sort of legal uh, wrangling around that insurance and such. It's getting easier to get into SDR and to listen to radio signals around you. I think if you're looking for a hobby in 2018, you should definitely look into software defined radio. I have a hack RF, which is uh, super cool, but uh, you can get into this for like, you know, $30. It's a super cool hobby. If you're already not stocked up on hobbies, human news, crime in New York city is at the lowest it's ever been since the 1950s in 1990. There were 2,245 murders in New York City. And in 2017, there were around 286. And this is 27 years straight that crime has declined in New York City. And actually, the trend is also true for a similar trend is also true for lots of other big cities, Chicago and stuff like that. But conversely, in rural areas, crime is going up. So that's an interesting trend there. Flu cases in Arizona are up 758% from last year. 
and similar outbreaks are happening all over the country. And the season is actually not even expected to peak until January or February. Um, I've got an opinion piece in the notes section on uh, what my thoughts are on the flu shot, but you can read that. Uh, a dominatrix is now a millionaire after forcing, air quotes, forcing her customers to mine Bitcoin for her. So she is a particular type of dominatrix, which is evidently around financial control. So basically her and her customers get off on them sending her money, which I think is a fantastic business model. What's a better way to make money than having it be based around people sending you money? But uh, in this case, she forced her uh, customers to set up mining rigs and mine cryptocurrency, and now she is a millionaire. I think that's brilliant. India continues to lay off and simply not hire massive numbers of IT people. The causes seem to be low quality talent coming from their schools, the increasing impact of automation, and increased competition from Philippines, Ireland, and Eastern Europe. Looks uh, pretty bleak over there, actually talking to a lot of friends. A study in evolution and human behavior, the journal found that when assessing opposite sex attractiveness, one's economic status matters four times more for females than for males. And China has shut down its legal ivory trade. I love what China's doing socially. Uh, they feel like there's a lull and everyone is uh, asleep at the wheel and they're going to make a whole bunch of progress very quickly in some social issues and some uh, environmental issues. So happy to see the, any progress that comes out of that. Ideas. Wrote an essay, Bruce Schneier is wrong to fear monger on IOT security. My list of machine learning abuse cases, use and abuse cases. Your mind software is more important than its hardware. Two alien space forces that almost certainly exist. We should be cautious when building evolutionary algorithms. And the 100X engineer. Uh, most of those are my essays, but a couple of those are uh, things that I found actually. Discovery. I just published my third piece of member content titled Unsupervised Learning Best Links of 2017, where I went back to all the show notes and newsletters from 2017 and pulled what you guys like the best based on clicks um, <clears throat> and trimmed that down to like the top 50 stories. So I have that available to members on the site. Um, got a list here, a pretty comprehensive list of the things you could do with Alexa. Uh, writing prompt. This is super cool. This is a, um, this is a Reddit subreddit, um, where called writing prompt, where it's the, the, the whole entry it, there's, you don't click on the link and read it, right? It, the, the link text is the story. And it is a prompt for you to write. Um, so it's just a few lines. And basically after reading it, you should just start writing. 
so this one here is dwarves are notorious for their love of alcohol. One day a dwarf goes sober and discovered it grants him amazing powers, such as being able to remember what happened the night before. So the idea is you would take this and you would just start writing. Maybe you write half a page, maybe you write 10 pages, maybe you write an entire book. Um, I actually tweeted out the other night that, um, you know, who wants to do some writing prompt duels in 2018? And uh, someone I know on Twitter, Myolicious, responded that she wanted to participate. So I think we'll be doing some duels. She's actually in San Francisco, actually. So I think we might, uh, maybe we'll get together at one of these writing uh, meetups and do some uh, dueling on this. I actually submitted my first writing prompt to Reddit the other night. Got some upvotes. Was pretty stoked. My analysis of Sam Harris's podcast with Brett Weinstein. So one of the essays that I talked about in the ideas section was um, came from an idea that I heard in that podcast. It was fantastic. And I basically summarized it, tweeted it out, got to uh, chat with Brett a little bit and uh, became Twitter friends. So that was cool. Uh, the MIT Technology Review's Best Tech Books of 2017. Books on Developing Mental Models. This is a really strong Hacker News post. Visualize differences and similarities between men and women's charitable donation causes. This is really cool. You have on the left, you have the male ones. You have in the middle the shared ones. And on the right, you have the, the female ones, uh, the ones that women like more. So uh, really cool visualization. This is from Information is Beautiful, which is one of my favorite sites. And we got some tools and projects here. CSVDE, dump AD data to a CSV file with a native Windows utility. Got an Empire cheat sheet, very strong reference for the Empire framework. Spamnesty, a tool that wastes spammers time. You basically forward a spam link to this thing and it'll go and talk to the spammer and just waste their time. I love the idea. And we have Slurp enumerates S3 buckets manually and via search stream. Notes for this episode. Um, welcome to 2018, right? Very excited about it. Let's make it a good one. Um, next thing here, I continue to optimize what I'm offering as part of membership. And I think I'm getting close to the sweet spot. So first there's obviously the knowledge if you become a member that you're supporting the content, which is massively appreciated. Um, but that's based on kindness, like <clears throat> karma reciprocation, which isn't a great value proposition, right? So people who are smart about this basically tell me that you need to offer something tangible, which is kind of obvious, but uh, it's what I've been working on for the last couple of months. What I've arrived at is this, in addition to just helping the show, you also get access to special content created just for members. So that, that curated list of the best links from 2017, that's an example. I also did one on uh, uh, technical career progression. Um, I, I did one, uh, I think I did two of those at last part of last year. Uh, so that's specialized content created uh, specifically for members. 
Um, and then there's supplemental content. This is the new one supplemental content created for each podcast and newsletter. So I normally collect, you know, two or 300 links during my week, which I then have to trim down to like, you know, 50 or 60 for the show. And, but many people have asked for access to the other content. Um, and I, I'm basically going to make that as an additional perk of membership. Right. So, so basically the, the regular show stays exactly the same, right? It's just the regular show. Um, but if you're a member, you also get access to the additional content I collected throughout the week. So basically all three value props together, right? It's my appreciation for helping the show. It's custom content created just for members and then supplemental content for every newsletter. I really appreciate you guys letting me know what you think about this proposition as I, you know, continue to sort of stabilize this going into 2018. I'm basically trying to walk a line, right, between, you know, being supported for the, for the show, you know, the effort of the show, without nerfing the free content, right, without ads, without sponsors, and without coming off like an ass and, you know, being rude about something or, or whatever. Uh, not an easy thing to do. So I really would appreciate any feedback. And if uh, you're already sold on it, right, you could just uh, become a member at um, danielmeester.com slash support. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, I just published the chapters for my book, The Real Internet of Things as individual chapters online. And I've got the link to that in the newsletter. And my thoughts on the flu shot, which I guess I will go ahead and briefly summarize here. Um, I do believe the science that you cannot get the flu from the flu shot because the virus is dead. But I also know anecdotally and for many people online, and I'll just speak for myself because I want to use other people, but I do know that myself and my uh, girlfriend, Susan, have received, have, have got this flu shot many times and we probably got sick 80% of the time. Um, the, the caveat here and, and the thing to realize is we didn't get the flu, right? We, we got sick. We didn't get the flu. So as a risk management person, I want to sort of map out, <laughs> I wish I had the data to map out this comparison. How bad is it to get sick, but not the flu? And what are the chances of that happening? And what percentage improvement do I get of blocking against the flu if I get the shot? And if I had those numbers, I would just build a model and I would it would tell me what to do. But I don't have that data. Right now, I feel like I'm not going to get the shot. Um, but I posted about this from this link. Um, and someone responded with a great comeback. They said, well, that's very selfish because the point of vaccination is not for you. It's actually for the herd. So that is pushing me in the direction of doing it again. But um, I've already been sick once or twice this year in 2017, and I'd rather not get sick again. But um, anyway, those are my thoughts on the flu shot. I, I don't think it gives you the flu. I think it's probably good to some degree and keeping you from getting it. But I think it uh, burdens your immune system 
and makes people sick because their immune system is busy, uh, basically building the immunity against the flu. So that's my theory and do not take my advice on that because I break computers for a living. Um, not immune systems. All right. Recommendations. Run this script to determine which of your AWS EC2 instances have external IP addresses. So I wrote this script, put it online a couple weeks back. And basically, um, you can, it's the AWS CLI and it will tell you what IPs are externally facing. And it's surprising. I, I do this for a lot of customers and they're like, yeah, we don't have any. Oh, what are these 47 that just showed up? Oh, I didn't know we had those. Exactly. And that's how you get compromised. Um, all right. Next recommendation. I love this one. Create a list of five things you want to accomplish in 2018 and put them in something like Google spreadsheet or some other similar platform. These should be major accomplishments for the year in both your personal and professional life, but you want to limit it to like five. And these are not resolutions that could apply to any year and that you could actually, you, you should have been doing anyway. So I don't like resolutions because anyone who could actually accomplish a resolution probably would have started it when they thought of it, not waited till January 1st, but that's a separate track. Um, the reason I don't like to think of this as a resolution is because a resolution could apply to any year. These should be major accomplishments for this year. This is what you want to do in 2018. Then put a visual indicator next to it in like the cell to the right for each one. So it's just one line of text. You have an indicator next to it in the next cell and you just put the background, turn the entire background to red because it's not done, right? Not yet accomplished. Every week and every month, you go and look at your indicators for these five things. Are they red? Have you turned them to green? Knock all of these out in 2018 and you will be far more happy with your year than if you just left your goals either unwritten or untracked. So I really recommend you do this. Pick five things, make them giant and red and look at it often and turn them to green. That's what we're doing in 2018. We're turning our five things to green. Aphorism. People seem not to see that their opinion of the world is also a confession of character. People seem not to see that their opinion of the world is also a confession of character. Ralph Waldo Emerson. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget, you can also get the show, including all the links to the things I mentioned, in text form by signing up for the email newsletter at danielmiesler.com newsletter or via the blog post for each episode. I'll see you next time.